G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. Welcome to today's Wednesday Tech Talk. So today we're carrying on from last week's uh, topic, which was nitrogen, and carrying on with phosphorus. So, uh, you know, NPKS, we've done the N, now we're under the P, uh, and potassium and sulphur will come later, and the micros. So phosphorus is, you know, the second most important nutrient uh, in our farming systems. It's uh, the other main macronutrient that you have. And unlike, you know, nitrogen, which comes and goes a lot, it's very mobile. Phosphorus isn't so mobile. It, um, it hangs around. It, you know, it doesn't leach as readily through the soil uh, it doesn't move as much, and uh, there's no way to add it through um, through fixing, like a, yeah, you know, as in your nitrogen in your legumes. You can't draw it from the atmosphere and get it into your soil that way. So you're stuck working with whatever is in your soil or whatever you add through fertilisers. Now in Australia, we tend to find that we are very low in phosphorus. Uh, we do tend to be lacking it in most of our soils and uh, to be honest we're we're lacking most nutrients in our soils our soils are very old very windslept very depleted Um, so we we do tend to be lacking a lot of nutrients and therefore uh, you know phosphorus is one of those in most crops most annual crops so you know you're pulses, your uh, cereals, your wheat, your barley, your sorghum, uh, mung beans, cotton, all those sort of things, you tend to need your phosphorus up front. If it's not there when the uh, crop is sown, then it will not appear later. Like uh, if there's a deficiency later in the season, you won't be able to correct that and get yield back. You've got to have that pea up front. Now I've seen paddocks with a Colwell pea uh, which is fairly standard uh, phosphorus measurement of around 70 and still got a starter response. So a positive yield response from using a high P starter like MAP. And so what was going on there is once we got below that 0 to 10 that had that really high phosphorus level, there was bugger all beneath that. There was I think the units were less than 10. It was next to nothing. And uh, therefore, there still wasn't much down there for the plant to get at. And so adding that bit more to the top was uh, was benefiting us and uh, was increasing the yield. Now, a few of you may be wondering, so why was the P level so high on top, but uh, there was nothing underneath? Well, effectively, what's been happening there is mining. So over the years... You know, the plant roots have drawn up those nutrients from down below. And then as the plants have been uh, harvested, desiccated, you know, all the straw, all the material, any spilt grain, all that sort of stuff gets left on top, all those nutrients break down and start sitting in that top layer. Now, this was a red soil. It wasn't like a uh, a self-mulching um clay like uh, i have at home so all that stuff got stuck there if you, you get into a self-mulching soil uh 
like what I've got on my farm, when it cracks open, you get that rain, it washes some of that topsoil, some of that plant matter back down into the uh, soil profile and you get a bit of nutrient flow through there. So ways you can correct that, you can apply DP. Uh, so normally what they'll do is they'll get a ripper, uh, you'll hook an air cart up to it. Costs a fortune, takes forever, but it's well and truly worth it. And you drop, you know, a couple of hundred kilos of starter, MAP or MAPZ, something like that, down these um, ripper slots. And over time, that will disperse uh, through the soil profile. You could also do it with liquids. Uh, one thing I'd really love to know is whether you can do it with aqua tillage. Um, country, again, like mine, has uh, a fair bit of... Um, a fair bit of rock and that sort of thing down at depth so if we went along and ripped all of that you'd um end up with a whole heap of rock sitting up on the surface so I'd, you know one of the things i'd love to know is can we use a liquid pea source and aqua tillage to try and get it down in into the soil without ripping up those rocks but um that's not something i have an answer to now, when it comes to applying pea to a soil, uh, applying that phosphorus, there's a few ways you can get it in there. As I said before, it's not like nitrogen. You can't grow a plant and draw it from somewhere and get it into the soil. Uh, you've got you've to get it in the form of a fertiliser. So, you know, that could be super phosphate. You see that a lot in your grazing country. Uh, it could be MAP, uh, MAP, monoammonium phosphate, or DAP. Um, it could be manure. Uh, manures are a pretty good source of pea. Uh, particularly pig manure, I believe, is one of the highest pea sources that you can add. And I'm a big fan of manures. I quite like them. And I wish I could do more with them, but freight is a killer. So, yeah, you, you have to get it. You have to be able to add it to the soil. You want a soil test to know how much pea you've got in there, how much you need, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, what sort of rates you should be putting it on. You also want to be looking at, you know, what yields you're pulling up off, pulling out those uh, nutrient export graphs or tables, sorry, and uh, working out how many kilos you're taking out of the paddock per hectare each year, and at least be working on a replacement strategy if not building those numbers just to increase that soil fertility. And as I said, you know, it doesn't have to be MAP, it could be a manure. Um, and I think a manure is a great way of, of building up that soil nutrition because you're also getting a bit of carbon, you're getting a whole heap of other nutrients. Um, it can just be a great way for, yeah, building up that uh, nutrition profile in your soil. And then of course, as I've also said, you know, you don't just want to be testing that top 0 to 10, 0 to 15. You want to be getting right down there into the profile and just having a look to see um, see whether you're lacking P at depth. If you're lacking phosphorus down there at depth, then, you know, deep ripping and applying uh, phosphorus at depth is something well worth looking into. There's been a lot of trial work in that area and definitely getting um, some positive uh, financial and you know obviously their yield results uh, in a fair range of trials um, 
oh, they, which are mainly being conducted across southern Queensland and northern New South Wales. Um, but again, definitely worth uh, worth looking into, investigating and and trying a few trials in your area. So that's it from me. Key things to think about when you're dealing with phosphorus. Obviously, first up, test, know your levels, know where you're at, and on top of that, know where it is in the profile. Do you need added depth, uh, or do you just need the top? Obviously, check, uh, you know, do some maths, work out what you're exporting each year, and obviously look to apply, you know, a replacement at best. And, uh, you know, and then put it on however you can, whether that's through, you know, a synthetic fertiliser, a manure... Uh, a liquid, whatever works best for your system and what you have access to, you've got to make sure that you're replacing those nutrients you are exporting off your property, whether you're exporting them as kilos of beef, tonnes of grain, kilos of wool, whatever. Whenever a truck of uh, product leaves your farm gate, that's uh, nutrients that are leaving your property. So you've got to make sure you're replacing them, otherwise you may as well be wearing a hard hat and a high-vis vest because you're nothing more than a miner. Anyway, if you're looking for something to do between now and the next podcast, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Just search In The Paddock Podcast on YouTube. You'll find a few videos up there. Bit of stuff I've done in the mung beans. Uh, bit of stuff that we, we've just got, um, you know, a bit of machinery going, all that sort of thing. Uh, some videos on how to soil test, videos on how to do a jar test. A few other useful tips like that. And, uh, you know, also check out the Instagram in the Paddock podcast uh, and the Facebook page and um, you can have a good stalk of me and what I'm up to. Anyway, until next time, keep at it.